you have oak trees that you don't want to do anything in the summer. Yeah. Oak trees get pretty big and you don't want to take out a big tree. It's valuable and it adds a lot to your property. So you get the wrong company. Let's say you go with the cheapest estimate and they will guide you towards getting it done as soon as possible because they want the money. They don't want someone else get that job. Welcome to The Boost, a podcast for home service contractors. We explore leaders and innovators in home services, their personal journeys, thoughts, and experiences with growth, marketing, and succession. We cover the good, the bad, the ugly, and its ultimate impact. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the Boost podcast. I'm Zach Wilson, Chief Marketing Officer of Local Digital Marketing for Home Services. Today, we have Dan Maldonado from Native Tree Care, uh, located in Cincinnati. Dan, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. So I'm Dan with Native Tree Care. I'm here out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, serving the Tri-County from taking care of any tree work you might have, property maintenance, removals, and uh, trimming some trees and uh, making your property look good. Started my business in uh, late 2018, 2019. Very young business and uh, still working on putting the puzzle together to make sure everything flows how it's supposed to, which I'm not sure if you ever get to that point to where it's smooth. The growing pains right now with the investment and the right equipment to do the best job for the customer, which is, uh, you know, anywhere from tree removals to uh, pruning um, aesthetic um, and for the healthy of uh, the home and the uh and the trees that uh, that surround a property. So whether it's um, for many real estate agents that are selling homes, that's an important part. Uh, Just uh, across the board, it's native tree care, which we care for a lot of the trees, and it's not specifically a tree removal company like many others. I think that's that's a good point in terms of your audience and what you're trying to set out to do. I've heard from other arborists that neighborhoods with full mature trees and healthy trees have generally have higher property values than neighborhoods with fewer, younger, immature trees or poorly manicured trees and uh, and things like that. Is is that true? Is it something you uh, lean into or talk about? Absolutely. There's a lot of the big trees that have a lot of value. So if someone runs into your tree, if someone is driving along the road and crashes into the side of the tree and takes a piece of bark off or something, the first thing you'd want to do is uh, a certified arborist that knows how to evaluate a tree and to be able to replace big tree that's been there forever and gives you a ton of benefits gets pretty expensive to replace. So um, this is if the tree was damaged and declines, it'll cost you a lot of money in removal because it will decline if it's uh, neglected. So that's where we come into play. A lot of the times it doesn't cost you anything to uh, give us a shout and uh, have us come out and take a look at it. In most cases, estimates are free. And then there's also property evaluations, which might take longer and it might take some climbing to uh, really assess a lot of the trees on your property and make sure they're they're safe and they're not going to cause any damage um, and they're healthy. So, Yeah. Just in terms of how all this impacts your customers and your marketing, is there, from a marketing standpoint or you know, as we say in the home service business, you know, service areas, is there someone that you, you know, your ideal customer profile versus, you know, someone that's not, you know, we're talking about mature trees, we're talking about 
probably neighborhoods that have been around for a longer period of time. So I guess, how does that play into some of your marketing? You know, if you're looking at a uh, a new neighborhood that's in reclaimed farmland or something like that, is that someone, is that a neighborhood that you kind of seek? Do you do flyers in neighborhoods that, um, you know, have more old growth or mature trees versus, you know, neighborhoods that have smaller trees? I mean, speak to that uh, just from your ideal customer perspective. Okay. So the customers are scattered throughout the city. So whoever finds you and gives you a call is because they have a concern. They want to make sure their trees are healthy. Um, Not necessarily um, a specific location, but more of the customer. You know, there's new home buyers. They they show up, they see large trees and they don't know what to do about them. The first thing they do is seek some guidance with calling an arborist and uh, do a property evaluation. And then as soon as me or one of my guys show up to do an evaluation, it's educating the homeowner on what kind of tree they have and what they need to do to it and what time of the year, because all trees are different um, and procedures are done at different times of the year. So that's how we might gain new customers is by educating them on what they have surrounding their property, what they need to do about it. So honestly, there's no certain neighborhood. There's more of the customer that's willing to do something about it versus not having trees as their priority until something happens. So that being said, what's the furthest you've ever had to travel? 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour? If someone calls you, is there any radius or perimeter that you're just going to say no to? It's about 45 minutes travel from my lot. So um, it's Northern Kentucky and most of Cincinnati, basically just the Tri-County and its surrounding. My crew today is out in Lake Winoka doing some tree removals on a a newly purchased property and some maintenance. So, you know, it's about 45 minutes out and and you would say that that's out in the outskirts, but it's a nice neighborhood and a lot of my customers have their vacation homes. So let's talk about that then a little bit further, your customers. And again, what we call on the marketing side that I, you know, the ICP, your ideal customer profile or your ideal customer persona. And, you know, you've been doing this for five years now, right? You mentioned vacation homes, you mentioned second homes, lake houses, and, you know, from a marketing perspective, what I immediately think about is probably higher income, so just thinking across your customer base, is there neighborhoods or socioeconomic areas of the city that don't get calls from, generally speaking, because, you know, they don't have the budget. Everybody lives probably, you know, or is driven through the neighborhood or whatever, you know, where the tree has fallen down or it's dead and it hasn't been taken down. And I mean, there's a simple reason why it, it's expensive to do it. And, yeah. you know, it's not a priority and you know, putting food on the table, mm-hmm. you know, paying your mortgage is more of a priority than, you know, taking care of that tree. So, um, you know, again, that uh, I don't know if you've gotten as dialed in in terms of, you know, home values at this price or customers that have, you know, this income or anything like that. Have you ever thought about any of that in terms of, you know, who your customers are and what neighborhoods they're coming from? We think about it on a daily basis. Uh, The neighborhood absolutely matters. Hiring the right person to spread the word and your company information matters. So having someone local 
I guess we'll we'll say a big deal. Uh, it really helps to know the neighborhood or at least know what kind of customers we're looking for because my crews will call me. They'll be driving through a certain neighborhood. We just completed a job and there'll be a couple of houses down and they'll say, hey, uh, there's potential work several houses down um, and they just keep pointing out different trees at different addresses. But, you know, the, the best we can do is maybe drop a door hanger off and see if they're interested in, in getting a price. If, they, if they've never gotten a price and they're nervous about um, what they're going to hear. But in most cases, it's people that have trees that are falling apart above their driveways. You show up and you want to talk to them and maybe give them an estimate. You know, it's a free estimate on, on site. They're not interested in, uh, and even discussing it automatically think that it's going to be expensive. They mention stuff like, we'll just wait until one of those branches falls on my gutter on my roof, and then I'll have the insurance take care of it. So that's their game. Just waiting for something like that to happen. Yeah. Well, I think there's, there's an element to marketing too, with all of this, that it's the right triggers and it's the buyer's journey, right? Like some people aren't ready to buy or ready to take care of that. And whether it's, you know, money in this case, they don't want to spend the money and they want their, you know, homeowner's insurance to take care of it, or, you know, they just haven't deemed it valuable. And that's, I, I, you know, that's the, that's the interesting part about the marketing side of it is to be there and be in the right place when, that customer is ready right that's the tricky part and that's the balance with with all this stuff because at some point in time if you're there and you visit them and you leave a door hanger and then you start doing flyers to that home or that neighborhood or whatever there will be a point where they go to google or go to their phone apple maps or whatever the hope is that the brand the name your face whomever is going to actually stick out and be like oh yeah you know i like that guy or he was nice he knocked on my door and you know he tried to help out and that stuff matters and that like you said trying to pay it forward um by you know helping someone out it it will come back it will come back to help you but at the same time there there are tactics and strategies to all of this stuff and it's really important how you think about the dollars that you spend them and because i think we were we were talking about before this right now it's it's kind of a slow time for for you guys right now there might be some economic uncertainty it might the wind hasn't blown in cincinnati in a month we've had like one drop of rain yeah. so yeah um you know that's that's impacting things so there's just not as much damage but for how you thought about over the course of the five years in terms of investing in your marketing investing dollars and capital you know month over month in your slow seasons and your busy season to try and keep the calls coming in because home services in general you know that's what that's what's important to everybody right the phone's got to be ringing yep. you've got to deploy your trucks and your crews the goal is to get everybody booked mm -hmm. and five days a week or you know even if you're lucky seven days a week during the summer seasons right yeah so yeah uh, just speak to that in general Okay. So, uh, as they say, uh, use them or lose them. And that's your guys that if you don't have work for them, they need to continue working. So it's important to keep your schedule full and, uh, and to keep those calls coming. Um, so I've done trees for about 19 years now. So I've been in the industry for, for quite some time. And I know a lot of people, people in my same uh, field with nothing but tree work. A lot of the buddies across the Cincinnati or across the tri-state that have their businesses, they keep repeating the same thing, which is they spread their dollars in different platforms. So 
that's about the only way you're going to continue to get calls. And everyone is doing it. The longer you've been in business, the less you have to spend because you got repeat customers. Um, so a lot of us that are starting out, um, I don't think there's any other way of doing it other than uh, just relying on someone to do a good job doing your advertising, try to get your name out there. We were talking about... About the many companies that right. I know that are out there using multiple platforms to continue right. receiving calls. And my my segue there was in a lot of different home services. You know, if we're talking about lawn care, HVAC, what else is there that has uh, maintenance agreements? Ar- Arborists, mm-hmm. chemicals, obviously yeah. not necessarily tree care. So do you have any maintenance plans that you can offer to people or is that just not something in tree care that makes sense where you're you're just a one and done type of uh, um, client no there absolutely is what happens is a lot of the bigger hoas will hire a mm. landscape company gotcha. so they their regular weekly grass or however often they mow all the grass they have arborists on staff that will go through and that will look at all the, the trees in the neighborhood. Part of the problem is, and you get this everywhere, there's too little arborist and a lot of the crews that are out in the field are not arborist. They're mm-hmm. arborists, they're not certified arborists. So right. they say, you got this job and that job for today. And as soon as you're done, you go home. So what do they do? They show up and even if it's a big company with a good reputation, um, you know, I'm sure they keep track of their employees, make sure they do a good job. But you don't get everybody on the same board. And I've worked for some that, that that I've seen a lot of their habits and they just run out and they hurry up and they and they do what they need to do and they go home because they want to go. Everyone wants to go home early and have their day paid for. So same thing with the landscape companies that work for big subdivisions that have HOAs and they do all the maintenance. Um, they do the trees too. Again, they do every tree along the sidewalk and the street they trim them back so they don't interfere with the with the sidewalk or for the vehicles the garbage trucks and anything high a lot of the landscapers and it surprises me every time on how little landscapers know about trees if they're hitting themselves in the head every time they're mowing someone's yard and they don't know how to do the most basic pruning to just fix it right um or or even sell the job to the customer and say hey uh you know, I've been hitting my head every week and, you know, you'd benefit from a better looking property if you just cleaned it up and I can do that for you. Right. Right. And it seems like they're on a lot of properties on a daily basis, more than us, because they got to do more yards to be able to come up with their with, right. with their dollars at the end of the day. So, well, I think too, there's that, there's an element there of people in general, customers, homeowners, they don't, they don't value their trees just anecdotally my neighbors a lot of them they just like oh you know i don't care let it die whatever you're gonna let that like you know 40 60 80 100 year old tree die or you're just gonna like cut it down and we happen to have a lot of ash trees on our property i think we have seven i just did the quick math um in terms of like if one of those they're anywhere from 40 to 80 years old and Mm -hmm. if one of those one of the ones 
far away from the house dies, it's not going to be that expensive to take down. But if one of them near the house dies, you know, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. to have that tree removed. And the cost every couple years to maintain good health of that tree is pennies on the dollar compared to what it would take to have that tree removed. Just based on our arborists, I think I calculated if there was one that's real close to our house and I calculated that just treating that tree alone versus taking it down, it will take me almost 20 years of treatments to get close to the dollar to have it removed. In Cincinnati area, the ash trees are extremely vulnerable. So the marketing side of it from your perspective and how can you make people aware from an educational standpoint that like maintenance and tree care, you know, it's in the name, right? <laughs> Native tree care is important. And that if they are doing tree care and they are maintaining their trees, that it's going to be better for their property value. It's going to be better for the trees. So again, you know, thinking at the marketing side of it, we're talking door hangers, we're talking flyers, we're talking about your website, we're talking about, you know, the brand of native tree care. I think the the tactic here is talking about preventative tree measurement and being a good steward of your property versus reactive, right? There's a difference between, oh, my tree got hit by lightning and I have to do something, mm -hmm. right? You have to do something when your tree gets hit by lightning or a wind shear comes and you've got a tree on your house or whatever. But then every couple of years being proactive and pruning your trees so that the wind shear comes, mm -hmm. it doesn't take down half your tree. Or when, um, you know, uh, a bad storm hits, it's your tree is, is pruned properly so that it's not going to take down the whole tree. So, I mean, talk about this from like an education standpoint and, you know, things that you do or you think you can do better to help people understand that pruning is important. Here's why. But how right. do you get in front? How do you get in front of that? It takes, I'd say, 80% of me that knows about trees trying to give the information to you, which you're going to distribute all the information. So I, I'd say 80-20, you're going to spread out whatever I'm going to give you as far as information, which is educational to the homeowners on this is the time of the year to do that. Because if not, then you could run into the risk of your tree breaking out if you don't do this kind of pruning to that kind of tree. It's that close to the house or wasn't maintained when it was young. It wasn't nurtured. So we can see declining trees and um, and about how fast it's going to, they're going to last. You know, if they're over your driveway, then it's not only going to cost a windshield or a hood or whatever damage is going to also cost the same amount for the removal of the tree anyhow, because right. it, because right. a certain amount of it broke off to where it's not going to make it. Right. So it's a lot of educating, you know, I know trees, so I have to give you a lot of the information right. that you need to spread out right. and, and everything at the right time of the year. So you have uh, oak trees that you don't want to do anything in the summer because yeah. you know, oak trees get pretty big and you don't want to take out a big tree. It's valuable and right. it adds a lot to your property. So you get the wrong company. Let's say you go with the cheapest estimate and they will guide you towards getting it done as soon as possible because they want the money. They don't want to miss out on the opportunity right. of letting right. that letting someone else get that job. Uh, I mean, specifically just yesterday, I ran into one of my buddies, uh, same property at the same time. And, uh, you know, they got a 
an estimate from both of us and uh, gave the homeowner my two cents and their written proposal. And, you know, we've known each other for a long time. We used to work together. So um, <laughs> we're standing there and he gives his part and he... Uh, this is a competitor. This is my competitor. Yeah. And but uh, also a friend. Yeah. Um, so he guides the homeowner on what the homeowner would like to hear, which is if we take this much off, you're really not going to worry about having to really retrim a lot of this stuff over the top of your house. You can only take so much off certain trees and the structure is really important. So you take off two big leads on one side on a hillside. It's going to fall over. It's going to uproot. You got winter around the corner. So the ground's going to be pretty soft. So you add, you add a lot of moisture. You add a leaning tree and some strong winds and something like that's just going to fall over. But the homeowner wants to hear, I want you to take as much off as you can to where I don't have to really pay for this um, in the next uh in the next couple of years right, or, or right. ever. So he tells them, yeah, we'll take all of this branch off and all of that branch. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, the only thing that's going to be left is the stem of the tree, which has a heavy lean towards the bottom of the hill. You know, there's fence, there's a fence that, you know, if he was a hundred bucks cheaper, 200 bucks cheaper, you're not going to replace that fence. And, uh, and you still have to pay to get that tree removed. You're not going to just leave the fallen tree in your backyard for, because you don't want to pay for it. It's right. just some that has to, you know, they got, and they had pets and everything. So right. not to say that it's not going to hurt any other pets but they could get out so um that and then the, their neighbor and everything whether they have pets or not so it's um it's just a lot of educating the homeowner right. on making sure they uh do a little bit of homework on who they choose right and not necessarily go with the cheapest estimate yeah and i think that's another just from a tactical perspective and i was going to ask about this I, I know you're working on a um campaign lsa campaign right now you were telling me before the call so you get a lot of calls right and as you gain customers couple things right on your intakes you're getting a call and new customer problem do you ask every customer where they heard about you or how they found you to know where your marketing dollars are going to work did they find you on google did they get referred to you by a friend did they find you on you know bing is that a part of your customer intake not as detailed on specifically but a lot of what happens is we naturally fall into this groove of automatically if it's through home advisor or angies or whatnot then we automatically know where it comes from or if we just get a random call then it's more than likely this uh, lsa that's 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 working because you can really tell by the customer that you're talking to whether they know someone that that referred me to them um because they will point it out right away i was giving your number and it's one of the first things that comes up by such and such so you'll know if it's someone they're friends with or family members uh because i'll point it out right away gotcha does anyone ever say, you know, I was searching tree care or tree maintenance or, you know, tree trimming or whatever. Did they ever say like, I saw that you had amazing reviews on um, Google or does that ever come out? Honestly, uh, not too much. Maybe 5% or less. No one ever mentions anything like that. It's interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are different channels? Google LSA, Google paid ads, Thumbtack, I think you mentioned Angie's, you mentioned Home Advisors. Over the years, what's been the best bang for your buck or something that you've not stopped doing because the return on investment is just that obvious or it or is there something are you constantly you know trying
trying new things, trying to adapt and find that, you know, special formula, if you will, for marketing dollars. Again, at the end of the day, it's trying a multitude of platforms to be able to just consistently keep these calls coming in. And we always call each other. A lot of the people that know each other that have our small businesses are always calling each other. Hey, what have you been doing? Where are you getting your calls? Who did you hire? Um, how are they working out? How much are you spending? And, you know, everyone has a different size company and different goals. Yeah. So yeah. we uh, kind of eventually go our own separate ways, but we fall back into the hands of whoever calls you the quickest, whoever gives you the quickest results. And you have to be aggressive about it, um, which is like uh, one that has a bad reputation, which is Home Advisor that, that's now Angie's. Um, and there's uh, Networks, which is, which is a branch of that. I'd like to say the worst one because they throw the same lead to just so many people. And, uh, and that's where you have a lot of the uneducated tree guys that are mainly focused with just cutting your tree down. So they don't go right. into specifics. Um, they don't do such a good job with, uh, with, with pruning and they'll do that. But, um, you know, I show up to a house and I can tell right away, I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, it looks like you've been going with the cheapest estimate or DIY the homeowner has been doing it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's one of the two, either the homeowner or, um, or they went with the cheapest, which, estimate. which, you know, if you've got, I mean, to be fair, you know, I'm a homeowner and, you know, you get one or two branches, you got a chainsaw. It's a, it's a path of least resistance. And, <laughs> you know, it's just like, Hey, this can't be that hard. Right. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's not, you know, it's not at the end of the day. However, there is a lot of nuance to it. Like, you know, you mentioned timing, right? Like when you cut a branch off an oak tree, right? Like, don't do it in the summer because, you know, you're going to get some bug infestation, right? right. And that's going to probably kill that oak tree or do some damage to it and so on and so forth. And that's what you pay for is you're paying for that expertise and you're paying for, you know, that knowledge. And again, I think this is a general problem in home services. And, you know, maybe it's a branding problem. Maybe it's a marketing problem is that I can do this myself, right? Like my gutter is falling down. I'll just mm. get on a ladder and, you know, hammer it back up. Or, you know, this tree is falling over and it's like, well, I'll just cut it down or whatever. And I'll, you know, not, 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 not necessarily think about the implications of that tree falling down or having that dead branch over your driveway that could you know, impale one of your kids playing in the driveway, right? You know, that's another thing. It's like, well, I don't need to worry about that dead branch. It's just going to fall down. Well, this is a horrible story I read about a couple of years ago. There was that scenario, you know, a, a dad lost one of his little kids, mm. but it was just like, holy crap, yeah. you know, like this is the world of preventative, whether you knew about it or neglected it or whatever, you know, I mean, these are just tragedies too. Like, you know, well, it could just be a freak accident and it could have been a healthy branch or something and just just, you know, who knows, but it's, it's a part of your home maintenance. So a lot of homeowners turn it into an outdoors activity with the, with the right, kids right. and that's what, how it starts. Right. Um, so a lot of the times I get a call is where the wife butts in just enough to where they talk the husband out of doing the work. You know, the, my husband really wanted to do it. I really talked them out of it. So, uh, so we need your help. <laughs> my, my in-laws, my father-in-law is a known masochist when it comes to, uh, pruning and, uh, 
you can pull up to their house and know it's a DIY all every day of the week. <laughs> you trimmed this, someone else trimmed this. Uh -huh. And my mother-in-law is just like, you are not allowed to trim any trees. You <laughs> are a hack. And he is, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's an activity and I want to be the steward of my own property and I can do mm. it and yada, yada. But yeah, I mean, there it, it's, it's a trade, you know, and there was a, um, Malcolm Gladwell, you know, a decade and a half ago, had this tenant of 10,000 hours. And, you know, it takes you 10,000 hours to become an expert in mm -hmm. something. And 10,000 hours, quick math on 10,000 hours is there's about 2,000 working hours in a year, 2,000 working hours, and it's five years to become an expert doing that every single day. Mm -hmm. There is no homeowner on any anywhere that is going to get that amount of practice as a tradesman in in any capacity, whether it's a you know a roofer, or a gutter person, may, maybe mowing your lawn. If you mow your own lawn, you might you, you might, might get chalk, there. <laughs> you might get there in your lifetime. It's going to be a big lawn, and you're going to be mowing it for a long period of time. But same thing with tree. You know, it's like I cut down one limb every you know three years or something like that. I'm you know you're doing this yeah. forty hours a week, fifty weeks a year. So Dan, thanks for coming out. We really appreciate you coming today and talking to us about your business, where you're going and where you want to take it. Just really quickly, where can anyone in the Cincinnati area, where can they find you? You're in the need of any vegetation management. I'm at the nativetreecare.net on my cell phone all the time. 513-301-5682. If you need something, uh, just give me a shout. We'll be happy to come over and give you a free estimate. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having me.